Listen up. There's no more excuses. We're empowering those who want the hustle by exposing the status quo. The days of ordinary are over. It's time to crush mediocrity and start discovering your greatest potential. Welcome to the Hustle Nation. To the Hustle Nation. To the Hustle Nation. To the Hustle Nation. Welcome back to another episode of the Hustle Nation podcast. Today, we've got a real treat. As always, Mr. Michael Faber is in the house. Michael is a founder and entrepreneur uh, of Unleash You Now. Welcome to the show, Michael. Thank you guys for having me, man. I've been trying to get on here, bleeding, paying people in your neighborhood. (laughs) Finally, let me on here. I appreciate it. Thank you for your time. You should always lead by telling the truth, Michael. We all know that's not true. <laughs> I drew out the cardboard sign that was sitting outside your house for weeks. You know, we hope we aspire to get to that level someday, but yeah. we'll, we'll see. Uh, so, Michael, as I mentioned before the show, you were recommended by a good friend, Spencer Jones. And he said to me, he's like, there's one guy you need to have on your podcast. And it's Mr. Michael Faber. And uh, at that time, I had seen you just because you've been tagged in some of his content. And then uh, as I did some research, I said, hell yeah, we need to have this guy on our show. So give us a little introduction about what you do in your business. Uh, first of all, I got to give a shout out to love to Spencer Jones, Prince Ponsimi, the King of Energy. Uh, he's dope, uh, dope soul. Um, you, what we do is we help empowering entrepreneurs, right? So my ultimate goal is to end suicide, selfish behavior. Um, if you know my story, you know, that's, uh, been part of it numerous times. Uh, so I can't do that alone, right? If I try to do that alone, I have to live to like a million, 500,000 years old and I'm not the epitome of health. So I don't think I'll make it that far. (laughs) So uh, really we were like, let's help. Uh, I'm pretty good at business, been in business for a while now, over 20 years. And it was, uh, and then we started learning how to actually build business successfully and, and be profitable and things that a lot of businesses own. And uh, it was like, all right, what if we help those that actually help people do it better and do it as well? So that's kind of now simple form and a very short version of it is how and what we do. Love it. Tell us a little bit more about that journey, though. I want to know how you got from here to there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was like the classic story of like, if you could screw it up, I would do it. Right, like I screwed up first, right? Like who's born with the ability to hear? <laughs> I feel bad for my mom. My head was this big when I was born. Right? Like this is horrible things, right? Uh, she still hasn't fully recovered. But, um, I love her to death. Uh, I think it's ability to hear until I was like three or four years old. So I didn't know how to talk until I was like five, six. Well, I come oh, yeah. from a very military family, so there's no excuses. Oh, you can barely sound the word. Like you didn't start school regardless. So I was like a dumb kid. I failed third grade. I thought that was impressive until I was at a conference and said that. And the next speaker was like, I failed first. And I was like, I don't know, it's different. You definitely do. Yeah. Right? Uh, <laughs> by like 700 days. No, but um, the uh, it was uh, it was a classic story of like everything you do wrong, I did wrong. Then I was a hell of a troublemaker. So you, uh, my brother's one of the 22 that served the country and took his own life. Uh, he did that in the early 90s. Um, and after that, men in my family, we weren't hurt. Like we were angry. We didn't understand anger was a secondary emotion, right? Like, and we didn't know how to talk about hurt. So we just made people feel our pain. So from like 10 to 20, I was just angry, man. I was in and out of juvie, in and out of jail, uh, in and out of court. And at 20 years old, I'm facing over 20 years in in jail. Um, I get shot at and I find I'm going to be a dad all in like Mm -hmm. one week. Right. And I'm like, 
if I don't listen now, right? Like, I don't care what you believe. You can believe God, universe, tree, dirt. Like, to me, it's all the same. Right? So I, it's, it's, I'm not going to that debate. But whatever it was, I think it starts like whispering at you. And then by the end, it's like screaming at you. Pay attention. Because you can make you about to go too far beyond the point of recovery. And I was like at that line where it was like, whoo, buddy, if you don't do something now, you're never going to be able to do something, right? So uh, I did what everyone would do. I left New York City and PA and I moved to Delaware because who the hell gets in trouble in Delaware? <laughs> Most people don't even know it's its own state. Right? And uh, dude, I opened businesses. My first business that I opened that was like legit and like did it the right way was a, a restaurant, a beef bar and grill in Rome. I was like a beef boy. And, uh, first concert I ever went to was a beef boy. So and it was paying homage to my brother. That's awesome. Hey, thank you. Man. It, was, it was a cool spot, man. We won best wings and best burgers, like five years in a row in the state. We were in. Like, we yeah. Um, but I never dealt with anything. I never dealt with me. I was a guy that was a go-getter. Like, I, I put in the work. Um, but I never dealt with myself. In 2011, one of my best friends took his own life. His name was Matt Carter. Um, called me before he did it, and I wasn't paying attention. I was getting fake golf balls in my yard. Like, you know, I'm really good at me. I was getting fake golf. You asked me what I look like doing it's even worse. I was wearing like, the lower seat. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, yeah, I was like every white person's joke. Right? Um, but uh, it was a good time. Um, finally, I had a friend tell me I looked ridiculous and I stopped wearing that. But uh, the, uh, I let, it, it broke me, right? Like it broke the fake reality I, I created. Like that shattered, right? And, um, I became like, a, not well, I didn't become like, I was taking pills, taking pills, doing heavy, heavy booze. And uh, I tried to kill myself in Lewis Beach, Delaware, and the gun wouldn't go off. And then um, I heard a personal growth tape once and said, man, you're out there somewhere. You just got to go find yourself. And I was like, that's it. I need to go find me. And I took it literal. And I hitchhiked across America. There was a missing person report for me. And I looked behind every tree and under every rock and then every bush trying to figure out where I was. And I couldn't find me out there. And I ended up in Mobile, Alabama. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with Mobile. I don't want to be disrespectful. I'm sure there's a really nice I just wasn't in it. <laughs> and uh, I was sitting in Mobile, Alabama. At this point, I had multiple businesses and multiple houses. I was doing good monetary-wise, but it's all fake material. Nothing to do with me. Right? And um, I'm sitting there, and I'm thinking about what a basketball coach once told me. So I was all right. So I was okay. I had my moments. Right? I thought it was so good. I have number 22 tattooed on my back. And yeah. it just looks weird, right? It's, <laughs> don't even need to wear a jersey. That's perfect. Yeah, right, right, exactly. It's like, you just know who I am walking down the street. No, this is weird. Um, the, uh, I got to get something done over them or something. Uh, but um, he said, uh, did anyone breathe easier because you existed? I was like 30, and the answer was no. I couldn't think of somebody. Um, so how we came to be on the you now when we were seeing was because we just wanted to make people breathe easier. That was the ultimate goal. And that, was the, that, was the, that was the way to get to the ultimate goal. And along the way, you grow and you see clear and you, you understand better. The first year, I did like 415 one-on-one sessions. And like 390 of them were free. Wow. So it wasn't like a good wow. business model. Um, <laughs> it was a great way to go broke. Um, but uh, it was like that was what we thought was the way. And then we figured out that wasn't the way. And it just kept building and snowballing. And so now we have 20-plus events. We have a mastermind. Uh, 70 some odd people. I take a mastermind. We have a community of over, uh, uh, what, three, four, five thousand. And, um, and, and do some one on one, but not much. Because that's the way I want it. 
or it's not scalable. It's going to get there all day. Yeah. Um, that's where we are now, man. Uh, blessed to have souls like Spencer Jones and other amazing people that are doing amazing things, um, willing to be part of the community of the Blue and Green. Okay, Michael, you glazed over a couple of key parts there. One was, uh, and I think for the people listening, I want you to talk about the never dealt with me because I think almost everybody, successful or not, or anywhere in between, can resonate with that. And then when you went on the journey where you hitchhiked across America to find yourself, you never didn't really go into what you found. And I would, I really, really want to know what you found and how you dealt with you. Right. That's interesting. So, um, we don't, uh, we try to, what do you say? You got to get over that. Right. Like men rub some dirt on that thing. Get over yeah. it. Right. We I never, my say daughter's like, that too. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Yeah, not my daughter. <laughs> like, never getting over this. Uh, she's, she broke up four years ago. She's still on her bed. Um, the, uh, but, um, my daughter's an amazing soul though. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so a lot of times we don't go through it and grow from it. A lot of the things that happen to us in our life, um, as, uh, I'm going to try hard not to curse here, guys. Not to curse. You can um, curse. Yeah, you're fine. The manure in your life, um, the shit that happens to us, we can actually use this fertilizer. Right? It can grow. Like that. I live in a real country as part of the like I, I have a sports farm, and then around me are just farms. And yeah. um, I always can tell when things are about to grow. You mm-hmm. can smell the shit. Yeah. Right? And I always say it's like it's two days of like, what the hell is that for food for nine months? Right? Mm. And sometimes we got to go through that to get the other thing. Right? And yeah. What's the point of going through that and not to get the other thing? Yeah. Like, let's get something from it. I was never willing to go through it. I wasn't willing to go through what it was like losing what I knew was family, right? Because Christmases were never the same. Thanksgiving was never the same. Family dinners were never the same after my brother passed, yeah. right? And uh, we never went through that. We never talked about it. Like, everybody wanted to be hush hush because, you know, why bring it up? Because that hurts them, too. And, like, it's like, I'm not going to, why, am I going to go to my mom and talk to her about it? Like, my mom was devastated. That's your son, right? I'm, yeah. and, and my brother passed. He was like... He was the amazing one. Like this dude was brilliant, quick hands, smart, right? Like he could you didn't want to fight him, you didn't want to outthink him, right? Like that's right? Like I would say, if you got those two things, who's gonna be? Um, so uh never dealing with anything made it where even if you were avoiding the thought, it's there. Subconsciously it's there, it is affecting us, um, it is having its impact on us, and it is dictating certain things at certain levels. When you don't deal with anything like that, you are, in a way, putting a cap on how far you can go. No matter how successful you get. Like I told you, I had successful businesses. I used to do this amazing thing. I used to build up to a million-dollar business, and I would destroy it. And I'd be like, Man, it's just, I guess we can't get over that level. It must be super hard, right? And I would blame all these other things. And I'd be like, no, Mike, it's because you don't believe you're worthy of something like that. So as soon as you create it, you destroy it. Yeah. Okay? So, so that's why I mean by like deal with it, like really work through it, dissect it, the layers of it. I love people are like, you know, I did this thing and now I'm healed. I'm like, I don't know if that's how it works. So, right? like, yeah. I don't think it's like an ankle injury. It's like, ah, it's healed. I think there's layers to everything. 
right? And and going through those layers and working through those layers and what they mean to you and figuring out how they affect you to try to change that pattern and habit, I think is extremely important for the progress of yourself and the life you want, the life of the people you care about. Um, so that would be the first part. The second part, you talked about the journey. You know what's crazy on that journey? I went to find me, but I found humanity. Right? Like, I found amazing souls. I learned a lot about people. I learned a lot about different religions. I learned a lot about the heart. I learned a lot about soul. I learned a lot about pain. Not just the pain I carry, but the pain of, of people were carrying that I ran into and met and connected with. Um, what I thought I was going to figure out a lot about me, I did figure out a lot about passion and purpose. I love I love people as much as I don't. It's a love hate thing. No, but people fascinate me. So my studies are in human behavior and neuroscience. I'm a big nerd. I look like I hunt squirrels in West Virginia, but really, uh, I just it's a cover up. Yeah, um, it's fair. The uh, thing I take the beard off to sleep. Um, the uh, so I saw that there's amazing people out there, and they'll care about you for no reason and no gain other than just to care, and that it was okay to do that. So, Michael, one of the things I want to just dive into a little bit. You know, you talk about suicide. You talk about these. You know, people being in a dark place and and things like mm -hmm. that. In, in your experience, you know, you know, how do you how do you engage with someone that you you can tell is in that space? Because you know, there's always this balance of you know, like you talked about how you, you know, you found you, right? And uh, you know, when you see someone that has gone either is going through that or has gone through that, you know, you as uh, someone you care about, you want to help pull them out. Mm -hmm. um, but how, how do you, what have you seen as ways to, to engage with people? You know, you talked about like the primary and secondary emotions and things like that. Mm -hmm. Like I, I talked about the neuroscience. It, how, how do you do that without being a tell, right? Like I use the example of, you know, if you, if you just tell your kids to do something, yeah, they might do it once or twice, but they're not really bought into it. Right. Versus right. if you get them to understand it, it's different. So just curious in your thoughts on like how to, how to interact and, and engage with someone that might be in that spot. Right. Um, yeah, normally telling people like, no, why are you doing that? Like, that's not really going to work, right? Um, yeah. And we're all human, so there's times, believe me, I want to, right? Um, yeah. But that, yeah, that's not really going to work. And it, then it's going to be, what number one thing is you want to keep conflict down, right? You do not want to be the enemy. You, you want to make, it's almost like a sale, right? Like, you want to keep the friction as low as possible for as long as possible, hmm. right? So really, I want to keep them talking um, understanding, uh, what's his name? Billy, uh, the German psychiatrist that, um, um, Tony Robbins quotes a lot with the six human needs. That is very yeah. accurate. Right. Um, so understanding, um, by letting them talk what they're missing in, in what they think they're missing. And then the story them telling themselves, how we can show them that story isn't necessarily the truth. Right? There's something different from being true to somebody from being the truth, right? Truth is universal, true is each individual whole, right? Mm -hmm. um, and if I can get them to look at the story different, that means there's a different outcome possible. And, and that can then give from the, the negative thought or the, the outcome they didn't want or feel is coming, can change it towards an outcome they do want and do think it's coming. Like uh, we talked mm -hmm. about, coaching sports before we got on here and yeah. um it's like people don't want to be 
the go get rebounder, right? Like they're really talked about, yeah. right? But if I can let that guy think that the story is, if I go get these rebounds, I'm going to get better stats. And that means I'm more likely to make all conference. And that means I might be able to get a chance to be looked at to go to school and play basketball. Because that's what he really wants to do is go and be under the lights and have his jersey put on. Right? Like that's what they really want. I can't make them want something else and pretend. So I have yeah. to show them how doing the thing that's going to be best for us is going to be the thing that's best for you. Right? Yeah. It's in a, in a smaller scale or a smaller viewpoint. It's the same as in showing someone that this story, if played out like this, can still get to that desirable result that you want. And, and how, how, how does that, you know, how does mindset versus behavior interact? Right. So like I've seen with, with, with sometimes to your point, you're, you're trying to get them out of, into a different mindset, right. Trying to get mm-hmm. them bought into it. And like what I've seen is sometimes it's, I mean, it's, it's both obviously, but sometimes their behavior are destructive behaviors, right? You, t- you talk about building the business to a million bucks and then destroying it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I've seen this with people a lot of times they, uh, in lots of different things where they, from the outside looking in, they think they're doing all the right things and they have, they might even feel like they have the right mindset, but then they have these destructive behaviors that you can see. And, and it's like, you know what, just, just don't even worry about mindset yet. Just, just try this change in behavior first and see what happens. I'm just curious what you've seen as kind of that balance between the two. Right. Uh, they're yin and yang. It's like, yes, but also know like one, one can lead and impact the other, right? Like the science of momentum. Yeah. Um, so, so as much as we're like, do this one thing, but this is going to affect both. So the, the thing we want to do is be able to pull, pull both up. Um, I think there's a couple of things that are key in this conversation. One, what do we truly want, right? And what we truly want is a feeling. It's not a, it's not a result. We think the result will get us the feeling, right? Which it absolutely might, but you ever did something and be like, damn, I thought I was going to feel better or different or bigger, right? Yeah. All this, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. 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 Right. And um, that tells me that, um, yes, it did give you the feeling you want, but it wasn't to the extent you wanted, right? So what uh, an exercise we do, uh, Bruce Snyder was the creator of one, two, three, it's um that's how simple it makes <laughs> number one is write a goal that you have that's very meaningful for you to complete. And number two is write a feeling you think you'll have when you complete that goal. What they don't know is number two is actually the goal. They want that feeling. What they think is this is the way to get it. But we all know whatever that feeling is, you can get that a million different ways. You can do something daily to get it. You can do something weekly to get it. Now, think about you getting the exact feeling you desire every day and every week and every month. Do you think you're operating at a higher level? Do you think you're doing better things to serve you and your community? Do you think you're operating better for the people you care about in relationships, the people you love? Of course you are. Right? So let's use the things we know about like psychology and science and, and make them work for us right? to be able to do and experience more that we truly actually want. Mm-hmm. So, so that's first and foremost. The other thing is we're always becoming right? and understanding that we're always developing. That means like any little thing, even if like we're still growing, we're still growing. It's, just right? mm-hmm. um, it's like, it's like us as human beings, like we used to grow up and not grow up. Right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's I'm like, I'm like, damn, I gotta work out more. Or something. Like, <laughs> eat less. I gotta stop eating all the cookies at night, right? All the things I don't want to do. But we ask yourself, like, all right, who do I want to be? Who am I becoming? 
and what I'm doing serving that. Yeah. Right? Does this certainly become like, yeah, I enjoy eating the cookies in it. But I know that it's not going to become the person I want to be. Yeah. And it's like, uh, can we have those yeah. real conversations with ourselves about like what am I doing right now that's helping me be become this I want to be? What am I doing right now that's not helping me become this? And let's start marking off those uh behaviors. Because uh the biggest thing is not just behavior, it's like we are creatures of patterns. So yeah. when we can figure out our pattern and start moving things in and out of that and like being and recognizing it, uh, we are way ahead of the game of having the chance to win big. So is it fair to say that some people need to change their mindset? Other people need to change their behaviors, ultimately patterns. And maybe there's somewhere in between where you have these wild cards like me that may need to change a little bit of both. Uh, it'll always be both, see, because when you're changing one, the other will need to be addressed, right? So it will always be a constant dance of one move, the other has to move, one move. Because if the one doesn't move with the other, the other will be pulled back. Yeah, because I've met people before who are extremely optimistic, very positive. They have a solid mindset, but things don't change. They're not really progressing. And while, yes, I would love to have more friends like that, um, I also want my friends to succeed. I want them to change their behaviors. And um, as someone who's big on mindset, like Dustin and I are, I, I think that there's there's got to be a blend. And I love the way that you describe that of being a, a delicate balance or, or dance. Uh, I think that's something more people need to hear. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's really good. Well, and, and I, uh, I actually had a, uh, unfortunately, I had a, a friend die uh, recently and um i think he was you know in retrospect he was he was going through some stuff right and so you when you when you see that you think through you know i think i think your comment which really stuck out to me was everyone thinks of it as the result but what the result really is is the feeling which to me i think is actually super profound because uh i was just having a conversation with somebody this week and they were saying like uh, uh this guy I'm blanking on his name, but he, he, he basically talks about money and like the impact of how people view money and how he literally, you know, he, he's not mean about it, but he, he's like, I actually kind of laugh anytime somebody says they have a number, right? Like I, I'm going to get to this number and then I'm going to be happy. Right. And, and he's like, it's because that's not, he's like, I can tell you it absolutely won't be because the bar will move. You'll just say it's the next number. It's just the next number. It's just the next number. And he's like, you'll never, you'll never get there. And he's like, it's because that's not, that's not actually where happiness comes from. And he goes, and, and I mean, he, he was candid. He goes, look, I'm not saying that if you have no money, <laughs> that it's not harder to be happy. Right. Like, but he said, uh, what he found is he searched high and low to find billionaires that felt like they had enough. And yet he, he could find people that had next to nothing that felt they had enough. And he's like, and it's not, it's not because, and, and he's like, it's, neither one are necessarily wrong. It doesn't mean billionaires are unhappy or anything like that necessarily. His point was what drove them was different. The, and, and layering that on top of what you just said, the feeling that they seek is different. Right. Um, and I, you know, I don't think that the people that are happy that maybe have less material things still aren't seeking, still aren't mm -hmm. striving, still, you know, it's just what they're, 
maybe they have more clarity or maybe they're just seeking something slightly different that to get that feeling. Uh, but I think to, to me, that was the thing that really, the nugget that really popped out to me is that transition from the result isn't maybe the thing you think it is. It's really the feeling that you get from what you think the result you want. Right. And all, um, for the feeling, all paths aren't the same. Somebody that finds true joy in a hut in Tahiti is it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I, I know a guy that moved into a tree house in like Philippines or something. He's like, I am living my best life. Right? And I'm like, dope, bro. Like, our path to joy isn't the same ride. Yeah. Right? And, and, and what our joy is or where we find it isn't the same destination. Right? So, sure. right. So, when we're looking at that, yeah, like, they're just going different means to get to the same result that they want. And that's what they believe their position is or their joy is, their fulfillment is, right? Like what they want their legacy or hat to lay on. It's, yeah. it's all the things like that that really will determine how we go about this. What's up, listeners? It's your co-host, Chris, here. And I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of the Hustle Nation. We really appreciate all of you for listening, downloading, and reviewing the show. We know our listeners are all about achieving their dreams and big success. But if you've ever felt like you're just inches away from your dreams, like just something's missing, well, we've launched a new product called the Hustle Planner. It's not just a planner. It's your personal roadmap to success. The Hustle Planner was designed to help you break free from unfulfilled dreams. It's not just about listing tasks. It's like sculpting your future on paper, setting bold goals, tracking progress, and yeah, even finding a bit of daily joy. The Hustle Planner was designed to eliminate the burden of stress and anxiety to give you a direction to better understand yourself, what's working and what's not. It was really designed for people like you and me to help stack victories on a daily basis. And if you win each day, you win the week. And when you win the weeks, you win the month. And if you can stack that kind of success month over month, quarter over quarter, you will then win the year. And we know when you do that, you will start building the momentum and success and confidence you know you're capable of. So if you're looking for a small edge and you want to start building momentum now, head over to Amazon or click the link in the show notes below. And for a small investment and a small commitment, you can make a huge impact in your personal and professional life. So Michael, when you talk about that feeling and it being different for people, what if someone approaches you and said, look, I don't know the feeling I'm looking for. I don't know the feeling that's going to make me happy. Where do you start with them? Because I would imagine that's probably a larger part of the population than one would believe. Right, uh, 100%. And most people don't even think about the feeling part. That we're, we're so, <laughs> our brains are so computerized, right? That it's like, pick a target, that is our target, go get that thing, right? And then it's like, now when we get that thing, we need a right? Like, yeah. um, that's what we truly believe in. It's programming, and we've been programmed like that before we were here, right? Um, so uh, typically, I don't even talk about the feeling early. I work so you get people to where to where you need them to by going where they want to go, right? And when you know when when someone really is good at a craft, like when someone actually knows how to do something, you typically don't have to force anything, right? That's when I can tell like yeah. someone that's like a master practitioner at what they're doing is they're like you know I don't force this like I know how to do this right like we can just mm -hmm. I'll go around this rodeo all day with you 
to get to the to get to the stall because I know that's where we're going, right? So yeah. typically I'd be like, we got some big things we want to accomplish, right? We got some big goals, right? And I keep people focused on what they're already doing. You know, do the exercise like one, two, three. Yeah. We have one through six, and it'll typically get them to where I I need them without them knowing they went there. Right. So they are talking about their goal. Their goal is going to be number one. That's not the goal. Right? So then yeah. they're all about number one. Focus on it. the question number three is in time frame. What time frame can we complete that goal? Right. It's everything draws the attention to one. Thinking that's it, and they're thinking that's it. But mm. two is the island. The feeling is the island. So number one is a vessel to get to that island. But there's a million vessels at all different times of day that you can do this. Right. So really, it's making sure that. One less friction. I don't help them get in their way, and I don't get in their way. And that's how we can do it. And just through common conversation, uh, just asking some questions, you can typically someone will get you there without knowing they got you there, mm-hmm. and then they wake up themselves there. Wow. So curious on your perspective on gratitude and the recognition of the positive, right? So. You know, I feel like there's so many people in the world that they just can't see all of the great things they actually have in their life. And so, you know, we're naturally inclined to look to the negative, right? And and it's like uh, one of the things we even talk about organizationally, we talk in our, in our company about assume right, right? And in, in human interaction, it's always really easy to assume that someone else's trying to be mean or trying to be aggressive or anything like that. But if you just, if you enter every conversation with assuming that someone had positive intent, it's amazing on how much more positive the outcome can be because that's usually the way most people are approaching these things. But so just curious on like, as, as you've interacted with a variety of people trying to find themselves and that, that role of gratitude and really just taking stock in there's so many good things you probably have in your life that you're just not even seeing or not acknowledging. 100%. I mean, how often do you guys pay attention to the sunset? The sunset? I'm a huge sunset guy. Like, mm. People think I'm weird. Like, oh, fuck. I'm like, a good sunset. I'm like, yeah, look at this thing. This is crazy. We're always telling us. They don't even know how it does that. <laughs> and uh, like, it's, it's beautiful. It's crazy. Right? Um, so, and I, and I live. 10 minutes from the the ocean, so Atlantic Ocean, so I can just see the sunrise and it's beautiful. It looks like it literally pops out of the water. Great freaks it out. Yeah. Um the so um the little things, of course, we pass by so much. Um, but they're all around me so often, isn't that weird? That's typically how it goes. Yeah. Uh I will tell you, gratitude uh changed my life. So remember when I told you I was really angry? Like I was an angry dude. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, fire, so I got like seven teeth left from it. I wasn't good at it. I just found a lot of them. Right? People were always like, yeah, this must be real tough. I was like, no, I got my ass kicked off. But I would be in it, right? Um, there's probably massive videos out there that are real popular of me just getting wrong. Right? Um, the, uh, by that point, I had a short beard, though, so they don't recognize me. Um, the, I had more teeth before it. Uh, but what made me stop being so angry was two exercises a mentor told me to do. And they said, first thing you do when you wake up, sit there and think three things you're grateful for that are in your life, that are part of your life, that you experienced three things that you're grateful for. And I was like, this is so dumb. 
<laughs> like when you hear that, you're like, this is the dumbest thing ever. Oh, this is going to hurt me. Like, come on. And then he said, let's do this one. And, uh, it was for one month. And I did three things I was grateful for in the morning. And I would say three things I was thankful for that day. Hmm. But what happened was, so every morning I'm thinking of things that I'm grateful for, right? And as I say, it's impossible to be grateful and hungry at the same time. <laughs> so I'm sort of my day off, like, wow, like, how cool is that? I got to experience that. Or that I had that. Then I have that. And then at night, I'm sitting there thinking about my day, and all I can try to find, I have to find the things to be thankful for. Mm-hmm. Right? So it took all the attention away from all the things that didn't go the way I wanted it to, or all the meetings that didn't all the things that went overboard. Right? And it's like, I couldn't think of that stuff. I have to find the things I was grateful for. Right? And it made my attention go to good. Right? And, and you said the, the bad is all around us. I mean, negative selves. Yeah. Right? Think, newspapers don't have positive stories on the headlines. Right? Like, <laughs> Yeah, TV no. doesn't do that. News doesn't do it. I don't even watch the news. Unless yeah. we're talking about stocks, I'm not looking. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, like, don't, I, can't, I don't even want it to enter my world. Right? Like, you know, like everything's not perfect. I'm like, I know. <laughs> They're going to tell us the things that are their job. My job yeah. is to find the things that are help create and Yeah. Um, so after I did that, I saw the change in me. Like, yeah. holy, like this works. Right? Like, I thought you were just selling rainbows to me. <laughs> so, yeah, I started like overdoing it, like, especially with some of my clients early that are just a very negative mindset. Like, what would sit a lot of you and just be like, yo, text me one thing. What do you think for more right What's happened already today that you could be like, damn, I'm glad that happened. Yeah. And, and one, of the, one of the guys, it was amazing to see the transformation of him. And now you see him now. He was lost like a hundred pounds, right? And it wasn't like he changed much. He didn't. He didn't start working out more. He didn't less better. He just started not being so hateful towards everything and letting mm-hmm. hate skew into him. And he started thinking about how his son gave him a hug in the morning, and it felt like his son really loved him. He hugged him. It was a good hug. And it's like, and he had to sit down for a minute and have lunch with a friend. It was like, dude, you see these little things that we took for granted for every day. And what that does, what that can spiral into, is huge for the human body. Uh, remember, disease causes disease. So as long as we can keep disease down. Yeah, that's really good. Michael, so um, I, I used to have these conversations with a lot of people was when I was able to change my, my, my mindset probably 15 years ago. It was because I decided personally that you know, I, I understood where I wanted to go with my life and understood where I was. And I realized that there were some people in my life that were what I called energy zombies. And <laughs> not all of them were, were bad people. It's just that you'd come, they'd come around and then they would leave and you'd say, oh my God, I feel mentally exhausted. And I, I then my blood pressure raises because I'm hearing these stories and I'm just like, Oh, why don't you just listen to me, right? And then you get some anger inside of you. So long story short, I, I said this to our, our friend Spencer. And he's like, I talk about energy zombies all the time. But I think for some people listening out there, part of it is not anything we're doing. It is part of who we surround ourselves with. Or unfortunately, you know, you may have some family members that you have to keep at what I call arm's length. If you're listening, you can't hear me spreading my arms out. You can love <laughs> at arm's length. And so I, I want to hear you talk about that for a moment because I don't, I don't know if everyone thinks like that. They don't know if it's possible to 
say, hey, I'm going to change my circle and I'm going to choose to do this or that with my family and allow those zombies to come into my life. Dude, you're 100% spot on. I was like, my answer can be exactly. <laughs> when you asked, I was like, I'm just going to say yeah, exactly. Um, I can say that when I come speak at your event. Don't worry. There you go. Boom. <laughs> uh, the uh, I have a bunch of yes men that got in there and say, whatever Mike says. No, I'm kidding. Um, no one says that. I'm, I'm waiting. The day that happens, I might remember. Um, so when we're talking about this, it, typically what we always think, the next thing, to the next level, for the greater experience, we always think, what do we have to add? What else do we have to do? We rarely like, what do we have to let go of? Right? One of the things I typically talk about, uh, especially at our men's retreats, because uh, our men's retreats are crazy. Right? Um, like, I was like, dude, it's going to be so great. We're going to cigars, talk all that cool shit. And then it was like, I cried for three days straight. I'm like, what the hell's going on? This wasn't anything it's but um especially like i'll say man really i think it's anybody human behavior says that we gotta add one more thing to our plate we'll be the thing that puts yeah. us over the edge right? what's that relationship we need who do we have to know right like these questions we ask all the time they ask with conferences and like big names ask like who is it that has to know you you to get to the next level but it's never like, what do you have to let go of? Who do you have to let go of? What do you have to let go of that you believe inside of you? What do you have to let go of that you're holding? Right? And sometimes we're holding those relationships because we feel like we need to or we feel responsible for that at some point, they have to be responsible. And the only way for you to go forward is to be lighter, not to be heavier. And how being lighter can then, in, in, like, the springboard you into the into becoming so much faster, condense time, and get greater results. That's kind of rapid speed. Wow, deep. Uh, what's interesting to me uh, is that just listening to you is just tying all these things back to the behavior to the mindset. I mean, even when you talked about the gratitude. Uh, basically, you you just changed your behavior, having no thought as to what actually impact it would have and how it, how it impacted your mindset, and and then you know the behavior of reviewing your life and what are the things you might need to cut out, right? What are the things that you might need to let go of, and that's going to change your mindset. So that to me, that's that's the thing that keeps coming back in each and everything you're saying. So your mindset. Your daily disciplines, right? Like your patterns and habits. That's your life. I love you it. Can't escape much of it. Michael, you had said something just a moment ago about one thing puts you over the edge. One more thing, and uh, part of my framework. It. I come from a marketing background, and it's interesting when Dustin and I got together and we kind of talked about what hustle was going to be. We took the hustle framework and molded it with some of my framework and turned it into something I think is very powerful. But one of the things I've always said in marketing, in leadership, in business, wherever, is that you have to keep things so easy that there's no excuses. And that's kind of my, my tagline and my manifesto at the same time is marketing so easy, it's fun again, so easy, you'll have no excuses. And that means you can't be complicating 
like a 30 page strategy. You can't be trying to be on more social media platforms. So when you say that to me, it, it resonates because I think a lot of things with behaviors, with mindset or a combination of both, it should be easy. It should just start with one thing, just change one thing. And then you start to change your mindset and then other things start to change as a byproduct. And so I, I don't know how, what you think about that, but the, to me, light bulbs are going off in my head when you say that. Oh yeah, uh, kiss monkey. Remember, I was I was the guy that failed third grade. I'm like, I was going to do ice hockey. I had to go to three different high schools in four years. Right? Like I was going to throw. And uh, if it was too complicated, I probably wouldn't be doing it. You know, I was some people like, I'm not special. If I can do it, I think anyone can. Right? Yeah. Um, and so when you say that, it's, it's the easier it is to understand, the easier it is to do. I think our job is to make some things that people think are complicated or they view, right? Like we see Gary Vee everywhere now, right? Like I don't know if you're a Gary Vee guy. Oh, yeah. Right? Like but what a lot of people miss was Gary Vee became Gary Vee on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Then after he became huge, then all of a sudden his team helped him everywhere. But yep. Gary yep. Vee, when it was Gary Vee and an intern, it was YouTube. Right? Yeah. Like people are like, dude, I see you on all platforms. I'm like, yeah, like I mean, my teams. Like I, I, I can't yeah. even tell you last time I've been on some. Like, I can tell yeah. you that I'm on Facebook. Yeah, I can tell you that ninety percent of our business comes through Facebook. Yeah. Right? So everybody's like, oh man, if you went to Instagram, it'd be one hundred eighty percent of your business. I'm like, you know, that's not how it works, right? Yeah. Right? Yeah, like, you're right. Yeah, that's not that's not how it goes. You're right. It would be like forty five mm-hmm. and forty five. Have to hustle even harder to the 45 I already got in the 90 hustling less. Yeah. Right? Um, when I was, when I was, I was, I was dumb and young, right? So I had a business, and my first business, I'm like, I'm making like a million dollars. All we got to do is open another business, and we'll make a million dollars a year. Right? And you know what I did? I opened another business. You know what we did? We each went to $250,000. Yeah. <laughs> and then, and then we opened the third business, and it was like now it was less, and it was like three hundred thousand a year. We made a hundred. I was like, I wasn't going backwards, doing more. Right? So for this day, we own a bunch of businesses. But I promise you, I'm only in one. I'm in ten of these units. The other ones I hear about, I see. If I can answer something, I'll answer it. But they're taken care of. And yeah. I have to let them be taken care of because that's the only way for this to go smooth go fast and, and be able to accomplish what we want to accomplish. So less is typically more. I love it. Go fast is important. People will pay to go fast, but oh, also, yeah. you know, the thing when you say all that is you're, you're basically diluting yourself and diluting your effort. And if you are diluting at all, that means that Michael Faber is not able to be as effective or powerful or help as many people. And I've been there as a serial entrepreneur. I don't love using that phrase, but it helps people understand. <laughs> you you cannot like either you want to have one million dollar business or you end up having three sub like five hundred thousand dollar businesses. We're we're not superheroes as much as sometimes <laughs> we think we are when we we go through different peaks and valleys. But Michael, this was awesome. Like. Awesome conversation. I, I love the perspective. It was a lot of fun. We, we got to have you back. But before we wrap up the conversation, tell our audience a little bit more about your business and where they can find you, some of your upcoming events. I think this is something worth checking out. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it, man. Um, 
unlike you now, dude, it's, it's a beautiful community of leaders that want to impact the world, make the world a better place, leave a greater legacy, make the income in which they get to live life on the terms that they desire and they determine. Right? Um, I would say freedom being able to pick. Right? Like, and if you get to pick how your life is, you got freedom. Um, so that's it's all about it's all about the entrepreneur, the one that wants to make the world a better place. Right? Like, I feel like, and I'm not the only one that's ever said this. I don't think I was the only one that ever said anything at this point. Um, but Entrepreneurs are the ones that change the world. It's not going to be governments. It's not going to be religions, right? Like it's not going to be any anything of that nature. It's going to be the people that see a problem and are willing to take the needs to, to solve it for somebody and then let them know they do, right? And those are the ones that change the world and make the world a better place. So it's on us. That's why I pour my heart out for them and love them. And that's why we have this community because entrepreneurship can feel very lonely. And you are not alone. Right? So join the community. If it's not ours, join one. Find your tribe, be with your people. Um, we have our big conference-style event in Nashville, um, March 15th to 17th. Um, Trent Shelton, Dr. Rob McClellan, Dr. Obama Bowen, Spencer Jones, uh, Dr. Vincenza Faber, that's my mother. Um, yeah. There's so many, we have over 20-plus speakers, workshops, panels, networking experiences. It's at the Gaylord in Nashville, which is one of the most beautiful in the United States, bar none. Right. Um, it's absolutely going to be a phenomenal time. Um, I'm lucky I get to be there. Right. I would love for anybody else here to be there with us. It's going to be over 200 people in the room. Um, we're, our conferences are different. One, like the Woodstock, a personal growth. Uh, it's, it's not going to be a snooze fest. There's going to be a lot of energy in that room. Uh, I just tell everybody, anybody's like, what theme is it? I'm like, right. Like, it's like we are coming. It's a concert and a personal personal growth. Like it is something that is going to be very high energy. Um, we're different. I like to always say we're different in this space. We don't do it like many. Um, the the other thing too is our speakers can't hit and quit. Like you can't speak and leave. Uh, so our speakers are there, right? Uh, they're going to be in the room. They're going to be networking. You're going to be able to connect with them. You're going to be able to ask them individual questions, right? Like I always say, you're going to leave with someone you can serve and you're going to leave finding someone that can serve you, right? Uh, you're going to get the best of both worlds from it. Uh, that's our promise. That's what we do. Um, that's our only conference style. Everything else is retreat, seminar, workshop style throughout the year. But that's our next big one. It's March uh, 15 to 17. Come say, do St. Patty's Day with me. Yeah. All right. Give us your website, Facebook. Oh, where, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere. Uh, Facebook, Michael Faber. If it's not Michael Faber, it's Coach Mike Faber. My sports basketball coaching days. Like um, the uh, everyone's always like, like no, I'm trying to figure out life myself, my friend. We can do it together <laughs> if you like. But um, uh, the uh, website, um, beunleashed.com, uh, there's a million websites uh, because uh, we have like seven different click funnel pages, right? Or groove funnels or whatever, high performance funnels, every different site that has different funnels. Um, at some point, I think we just all put everything on one and just let it be, um, make it simple. Simplify. You, know? you said it yeah. yourself. Simplify. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't do that part. I should. I guess. I, or I should like let's let's focus on doing that at some point. Um, but I mean, my cell phone's literally public. Right? Like I put it on Facebook. I put it on every social media site. When I say you're not alone, you're not. Call me anytime. It'll ring to my phone. I will answer it. It's not some BS line either. It's some SMS service right? or some Google number. It is my phone number. Um, my email's public as well. You're not alone. You're not burdened. I got you. That is a great way to end the show. And I could say any 
big entrepreneur who does that usually backs up what they say. And so, Michael, this was a real treat. And not just for our audience. I mean, for us. I mean, I, I could see Dustin's facial reaction. I could see mine. I mean, th there were so many great bombs and, and nuggets that you dropped today. And I, I love to be inspired. So thank you very much for your time. Thank you for joining us. I hope we'll have you back. To all the listeners out there today, thank you so much for tuning in. We appreciate you. We appreciate the downloads. Until next time, peace. Thank you for being part of the Hustle Nation. If you're serious about raising the bar in your personal and professional life and willing to go all in on your success, head over to hustleleaders.com. Here you can get access to our Hustle Productivity ebook, attend our Hustle Masterclass, or challenge yourself to the 30-day Hustle Challenge. Pairing these tools and training with the Hustle Nation podcast will help you advance to a whole new level. Until next time, stay hungry and inspire those around you to hustle.